Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this week's episode of Lifeline. I am your host, Sarah Wilkie, and I am so thankful that you guys are here today and so excited to just speak to you about this topic today. We're going to talk about faith today, doubting God's goodness, um, and where your eyes are shifted to. So the first thing, as I was kind of just spending quite time with the Lord about what he wanted me to say today, was the definition of faith. And the definition is the complete confidence in someone or something. This is really cool because we get to have faith in our incredible God. It doesn't say the little bit of confidence in someone or something. It is the complete confidence in someone or something. So I'm just going to talk today. I want to encourage you if you feel like you're lacking in this area, if you feel like your faith has dwindled if you just don't feel like you have faith in him. First thing, pray about it. Ask him for faith. We can ask him to give us faith. And two, remember that the faith the size of a mustard seed can move mountains. He can do so much with even just a little bit of faith. And he wants to transform your life and others around you with that faith in him. God works all things out for his good and there's purpose in your pain. If you're experiencing a tough season right now, tough circumstances, I'd encourage you don't let go and don't give up because there's purpose in this pain that you're going through. And know that there's purpose in every season of our lives and there's never a wasted one. I'm going to read the story of Peter walking on water. Um, if you have your Bibles near, you can open up to it. It's in Matthew 14, um, and I'm going to start at verse 24 and read through 33. Backstory, Jesus had just talked to a large crowd and was one of the times that he fed thousands with just five loaves and two fish. And so the disciples got on a boat and Jesus said, go ahead, I'm going to rest, I'm going to pray, I'll, I'll meet up with you. And so the disciples are on this boat and Jesus wasn't with them and huge waves, huge storm, it's pouring rain, um, just an insane storm just broke out when they were on the boat in the water. So meanwhile, the boat was already some distance from land, battered by the waves because the wind was against them. Jesus came toward them, walking on the sea, very early in the morning. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. Immediately, Jesus spoke to them, Have courage, it is I. Do not be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter answered him, command me to come to you on the water. He said, Come. And climbing out of the boat, Peter started walking on the water and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the strength of the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand, caught hold of him, and said, You of little faith, why did you doubt? When they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Then those in the boat worshipped him and said, Truly, you are the Son of God. I was at FCA last night and we watched the episode of The Chosen, which if you have not seen The Chosen, I would highly recommend it. It's such a great depiction of Jesus's life on 
earth and it's just really cool to watch it. Anyway, we watched the episode where this happens and Peter walks on water and falls and stuff. So, um, this whole section, this whole story is such a testament of how good God is and how he saves us no matter the circumstance we're in. So I'm going to talk about four different things that kind of stuck out to me as I was reading this. The first thing Peter did when he, he had all the faith, right? He said, you know, Lord, I believe in you. If, if you command me to walk to you, I believe that I will walk on this water. And if you command this, I will do it. So he has this faith in him, right? That if he commands him, he he'll, he will be able to walk on water. And so the first thing, so he steps off the boat and he's doing great. He's walking towards Jesus. And what does he do? He shifts his eyes. And all of a sudden, he's not making eye contact with Jesus anymore. And he's not looking at Jesus. He's looking at the huge crashing waves around him and the wind and the rain pouring. And because he shifts his eyes to his circumstances rather than Jesus, he sinks. So the second thing, he sunk. Completely just allowed his circumstances to let him sink because he was so focused on what was happening around him and the insanity of it. Like that would be pretty crazy. But as he realized that he was sinking, he cried out to God. It says, in beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. So the first, he shifted his eyes. Second, he sunk. Third is he cried out to God. So he asked for help. He noticed he was sinking. He recognized, okay, I am absolutely getting engulfed by my situation and the circumstances around me. I need help. I cannot do this on my own. And he says, Lord, save me. And so the fourth thing is that Jesus saved him. Um, I love that after it says, Lord, save me, it says immediately. Jesus reached out his hand, caught hold of him, and said, You have little faith. Why did you doubt? So I love that it says immediately. Because as soon as we ask Jesus to enter our lives and to enter our situations and our circumstances, I mean, it may not be completely fixed, solved right away, 100%, like in the story when he gets in the boat and the waves immediately calm down and the storm goes away. But there is such a significant difference that it's almost internally that the storm just, you have peace being in the storm because you know that Jesus is right there with you. God steps with you in every step of the way. And when you ask him for help, he will immediately be there. I mean, he's already there walking every step of the way with you. God can do the impossible if we ask him to come in our life and do so. But he's a gentleman. He's going to just knock at our door and politely ask. He's not going to barge in and fix everything without us asking. He's going to knock and say, hey, can I can I come in and, and help you out? If you're like, oh, no, 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 I'm too busy. Okay, next day comes around, he knocks. Hey, can I, can I come in? Can I help you out? And it's not until we say, Jesus, step into my boat. Help me with this situation. Help me with these circumstances because... I can't have peace. I can't come out on top of this if I don't have you. So don't be discouraged by your circumstances and how life is going because God has a purpose for every season of our life. So don't be discouraged by your circumstances and how your life seems at the moment. Even in the waiting, God is working. He is working in every second of our lives. No matter if we think, you know, life is going great, life isn't going so great. He is in every day, every walk with us. And 
the hardest situations, the hardest, most difficult situations are sometimes honestly what produces the most positive and incredible outcome that we could have never even imagined. God turns beauty from ashes. So if your situation, if your circumstances seem like there's no hope, I promise you that there is. I promise you that he is going to help you come out on top of this. And not only that, but flourish from this. He has a purpose for your pain. He has a plan. Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not harm you. Plans to give you a hope in the future. And it may seem in your circumstances right now that there is no hope or no future. But he knows the plans. He already has your whole life, everything set out before you're even born. He knows your story. God is in the detail. He's in the suffering. He's in the pain. He's in the joy. He's in everything. And he wants to walk with us. He wants to carry us when we need carrying. When you're in tough circumstances, remember who's holding you. Isaiah 41.10 says, Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be afraid, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and I will help you. I will hold on to you in my righteous right hand. Even when we are at our worst, he's holding on to us in his righteous right hand. And we don't have to fear because he already overcame the world. And even when it seems like we're in our darkest days, there's still hope. And we just have to fix our eyes on him, on Jesus, on God, on his love and his mercy and his faithfulness and his kindness and his grace. Because when we shift our eyes to Jesus rather than our circumstances, we have a different perspective. We have peace no matter what. We have peace that surpasses all understanding. The pain that you've been feeling can't compare to the joy that's coming. It can't compare to the plans that he has for you. And it may not seem like it right now, but I'd encourage you to shift your eyes to him. What is he speaking to you in this season? How is he building you in this season? What is he teaching you in this season? How is he blessing you in this season? I'd say a lot of the times where I struggle when I hear, you know, a great message or I watch a great clip and wow, that's great. I agree with that. You know, you're, you're wanting to follow this path of, of shifting your eyes to Jesus rather than your circumstances. You're wanting to experience this peace that surpasses all understanding. But oftentimes we're like, I have no idea how. So I'm just going to share a few tools that have helped me. The first one I would just say is prayer. Be in constant communication with him because he's always there and he knows your heart. And so in those times where we're feeling so alone, where we're thankful, where we're anxious, where we're frustrated, where we're scared, he wants to hear that. He wants us to just be able to openly talk with him because he's our friend. What a friend we have in Jesus. He just wants us to be in communication with him. And prayer is such a powerful way that we can do that giving it to God and saying, Lord, I can't do this, surrendering to him and saying, I can't do this on my own. Please help me to shift my eyes on you rather than all these things that are happening to me right now. I'd say that a lot of the times I struggle with anxiety if my circumstances aren't going great or um, just randomly. I just feel anxious and I don't even know why. And I saw this really cool video and it just said, anxiety isn't a bad thing. And it says, anxiety is just your warning light going on that says, hey, it's time to pray. I also saw this other video and it was saying that you can't be anxious and like you can't feel anxiety and gratitude at the same time. So anytime I start to feel anxious in this weird tightness or nervous, 
I just start praying and I say, thank you so much, God, for this roof over my head. Thank you for the people that you have blessed me with in my life. Thank you for the path that you have guided me so delicately and beautifully on. Thank you for all the opportunities you have gifted me. Thank you for the family that I have. Thank you for the comfy bed, the food, the showers, everything, the randomest things. But when we start to come to a place of gratitude to him, we can't express gratitude and anxiousness at the same time. And I think that's so cool. But I also think in those times of anxiety, like I had a really bad plane experience last winter break where just like cancellations, all this, just horrible things. And um, after that, I was really anxious to fly again, to fly alone again, because um, I just kept thinking about that. Like what if something bad happens again and I'm stuck somewhere. And so the first time that I flew again, I held on to 1 Peter 5, 7. It says, cast your cares upon him for he cares for you. And so the second thing I would say to help in this practical application is the memorization of verses, but not even just like, okay, memorize. It means nothing. Like find a verse that is speaking to you and where you're at in life right now and what you're struggling with, or maybe where you're believing lies of the enemy or something that gives you strength and hold on to that and keep repeating to yourself. Say it out loud. Say it every day. Say it multiple times a day because it's so important to speak truth over our lives rather than believe those little lies that the enemy plants in our mind that, oh my gosh, the worst thing's going to happen. It's all my flights are going to get canceled, delayed. I'm going to be here forever. All these thoughts are so easily put in our minds. But if we just almost maybe meditate on this verse. Like if you pick a verse and that's really helped you in your situation. So for me, this mine was first Peter five, seven. So when I began to feel anxious on my flight, like if I was going to make the next one or if it was going to get canceled, I would just say, cast your cares upon him for he cares for you. And I would just picture kind of cheesy, but I would picture like my cares, all, all that I was anxious about in my hands. And I just pictured me literally throwing them and like casting them and, and Jesus just like catching them and holding them close and saying, you know, I know I, I care about you. I'm not just going to let the worst happen. I'm here for you. I have the best plans for you, no matter what it looks like. Trust me that I care for you and love you more than anyone. And so speaking this verse over myself constantly, even I still do today, if it's about random things, I know that he cares for me and that he's already thought about this. He's already got it planned out. He already knows exactly how it's going to play out and he's going to take care of me because even when this is such a cool thing, even when our circumstances aren't great. So the, when my flight got canceled and I was stuck in Denver and it was this whole mess and luckily a great friend drove me back, but we didn't get back to like one or something and we had school the next day and it was so cool because I was so stressed out. Like my car was buried under feet of snow. There was no way I was going to get to my 8am and God literally gave us, I think, well, a late start that day. And then I think two more snow days after it, or maybe one more, but regardless, even though I experienced not the best circumstances, he gave me time afterwards to like settle in, recover, not only that, but have fun. Like we went sledding the next day. So kind of a funny example, but God always brings purpose and joy out of any circumstance. 
And I'd say the last thing that helps is remembering how he has carried you through in the past or reflecting on the promises he's spoken over you or looking at Bible stories. Okay, so David was up against Goliath and God provided him with a slingshot and a stone and he knocked down Goliath. And not because, you know, he had a great aim. I'm sure maybe he did. But it's like going back to the definition of faith, having the complete confidence in someone or something. So David had the complete confidence that God was going to carry him and that he was in God's righteous right hand. So if you're struggling with something, you don't know how you're going to make it through. Remind yourself of how God has fulfilled his promises before for you and how he has fulfilled them for other people. I pray that this episode would just reach those who are heavy burdened and weary and anxious. And I pray that this would just be a message of encouragement that God's got you and he cares for you and he's going to look after you. And he has purpose in your pain. The pain that you feel can't compare to the joy that he has planned for you. So shift your eyes to look at Jesus so that you can feel that peace that surpasses all understanding rather than being overcome by your circumstances and what's going on in life around you. Thank you so much for joining me again this week. I pray that this just helped you and spoke directly to your heart. I hope you know that Jesus loves you and so do I. And I pray that you would just allow God to be your lifeline.